Hello and welcome to another episode of 10,000 Hours. I'm Grant Spanier. And I'm Vince Kochi. And you are listening to a palindromic episode? Uh, yeah. 66? Palindromic. Is palindromic 60s. a word? I think. Well, give if it to it's me? not, then it is now. It sounds good to me. <laughs> I'm going to count it. I'm, I'm pretty confident in it. I'll chalk that one up. Yeah, dude. Uh, what would we call this, Vince? A super hostful? Yes. Uh, a hostful plus, if you will. Yeah. Um, we, Grant and I, are in the studio, and we are joined by our good friend and our invaluable teammate, Pat. Pat Lager. Pat Lager. I mean, you've heard us talk about him before. He is our sound engineer, but he's also a, what, what are his lengthy list of titles? He's a video, he's a video producer? What did he call them? He called himself a video developer or something. Yes, a radio he, producer and video developer. He toes developer. the line between video production and development as in digital code application. <laughs> Well, he's a talented guy. I, I'm on his Twitter right now. He's got a really goofy Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth, worth a follow. Pat Lager. He's a radio producer at KS95 as well. Yes. Uh, and he joined us for this hostful to talk about a, a topic that is pretty yeah. near and dear to us. Yeah. It's called systems. And not only did we examine you know, the, the term as a whole from a 10,000-foot view, but we also kind of broke it down through the way that our show is produced each week and it gave us a cool unique perspective on systems from pat's point of view so we thought it was especially pertinent i should i should apologize in advance i really went off dude i'm a systems geek (laughs) i feel like there were a couple times where i was like oh my god my mouth hurts from like not (laughs) not just from not shutting up for a minute like well sorry man systems dude they get me going they really do need to apologize all right fun one um and big shout outs to friend of the show friend of the hosts friend of the my mother uh mr jake jorgovin uh if you listen to the show regularly you'll know he was on episode 35 i believe fail proof which is one we reference a lot because it was a good one Mm -hmm. um and he did the uh skillshare class i launched last january called go plus do start a creative project that matters and he's got a new venture uh that he's launching off and it's called outbound creative uh, and I was the lucky recipient of one of his initial pushes uh, for this project, and it was pretty dope, dude. I uh, he said he said I'm sending you a package, so look out for it. And this package arrived, and it was on top was the book This Is Water, which was very um, was something I've been meaning to read. I'm a fan of Dave Foster Wallace, and a nice little note in there. On the bottom was another book, and I don't even remember what it was exactly, but I was like, huh, I don't recognize this. And I opened it up and hollowed out. The book was hollowed out, and inside was was a letter um, with my name on it and a wax seal <laughs> and a scroll. This is getting elaborate. It was elaborate, and so I opened up. I opened up the letter, and it was a a letter he had written to me. It was very nice, very kind, um, and talking about some of the things he was working on, uh, some of the things he liked about what I was up to, and then uh, on the scroll was his business model and sort of his how his new business is going to operate. And this this package was essentially an example of the, th- the kind of thing he wants to do, which is uh, connect creatives, connect agencies or small studios with the kind of clients they want uh, by doing these personalized one-to-one messages to get a relationship going. That sounds awesome. Pretty dope, right? Yeah, it sounds really yeah, cool. Yeah, and so, and then at the bottom, at the, at the bottom of the scroll, it says, go to outbound.co uh, slash Spanier. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> click, I click uh, on the old internet, sure. pop that in, 
And on that page, it's like a seven-minute personalized video to me where he's just talking to me about what we might be able to do oh together. Oh, my God. Right? Next level. Yeah, so if you're interested in learning um, more about that, honestly, you just go levels. to outboundcreative.com. It, it uh, lays out the whole plan of attack, what he's up to. And, dude, I couldn't say enough uh, good things about Jake Jorgovan as a dude and as a creative professional. Absolutely. Thank you, Jake Jorgovan. Uh, thank you, Pat, for joining us on this very yeah. host episode. <laughs> and thanks, listeners, as always. Hope you enjoy episode 66, Systems. Talk about me in the pre-roll like you normally do. <laughs> Have we said anything? Are we except, ever? Except that I'm here, so I'll hear it live. Are we doing it now? Grant, I know you were you were recently traveling, mm-hmm. but maybe you can use that. You can tell why when I ask you this. What have you been putting your time into recently? I honestly was waiting for you to go, we could use that as a segue <laughs> into the next part of, of our conversation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that sounds like something. Yeah, so I just got back from Chicago. I was there for a little thing called Mambi on the Beach, uh, first year festival in Chicago on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Stands for reason. Yeah, Oakwood Beach, I believe, as it's called. Uh, cool. Yeah, went up there with a crew of dudes. So it's kind of like a guy's weekend. Like a guys who are into like EDM slash like generally good music. Not to equate the two, but... Um, not necessarily, but Yeah, not often. necessarily. Yeah, in my tastes, you yes. know, many times. Uh, yeah, and I was shooting for Green Room Magazine, which you're familiar with. Perhaps. A big fan and a subscriber. You are a subscriber. Thank you. What a fucking gentleman. Um... Yeah, I was out there, shot some photos, probably going to post something about it. Uh, was trying to slash, like, I was coordinating with Zoo's, like, Zoo's label, is ZHU, who I was talking about earlier. I really like his music. Really? He's really he, he He's an interesting character, too. And I don't want to get too into it, but I'm going to get a little into it, which Please. is, like, he kind of burst out. He, like, got a Grammy nomination for Faded last year, and... Had done zero live shows, I'm pretty sure. He's very much of the of the internet slash like computer era. Nice, you guys reach for your beers at the same time. <laughs> was it just like, all right, we're ch- we're tuning out and EDM talk radio <laughs> no. go? No, no, was, no, 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 no. But yeah. so so he just kind of burst on the scene with that stuff and like ha- like was you couldn't figure out who he was. He had like this like air of secrecy around him. Still kind of does. We now know he's like 25. His name's Steven Zoo. He's Asian American went to USC. That's about it, though. And there are a few other things, but anyway, like has only done this is his third live show, and he did he did one in New York, which two of my friends who went with this weekend had gone to in Brooklyn, and he had done one in LA. And uh, anyway, like f- brought it. Like his music's awesome, which is why we're there. Um, and I don't even I honestly don't really care that much, even though I'm like really interested in it now more so. But I don't care that much about the like purity of the production. I'm just right. like, I love the music. It's amazing. And, and you the, hear the live show was pretty epic, dude. He has this, um, he has this like mesh screen that goes up in front of him. And then 
they like blow out a lot of like foggy kind of smoke, whatever. And then project visuals on the front of the screen. Oh, and he has this like zoo. He has very iconic branding or becoming iconic at least. Iconic in that realm. Uh, potentially iconic, let's call it that. <laughs> um, it's like a Z and then it's like sort of an H and a U, but it looks kind of like a flag. It's just really well done, dude. Very impressive from a graphic standpoint. Yeah, I've seen but, that. But so they project on the front of the mesh and then also there's a rear projection. And so it's like, and then also it's projecting, I think, on the front of the mesh from behind. So it's like his shadows are very, oh, uh, cool. yeah, obvious. But then the visuals are like corresponding. It's like very impressive. Wow. Like, yeah, it's a high production value. And I will say he delivered. It was a killer, killer show. That's really what matters is the energy of the performer. Totally, dude. It's awesome. So that's awesome. I, I, I was, I was fun. And yeah. Had I a mean, blast. a mix of business and pleasure, mostly pleasure, though, it sounds like. It's kind of how I roll. That's, get a little yeah, biz in there, the get a little pleasure in there. That's the really. Yeah, I mean, really. what is what is $10,000 but that? Well Vinny, said. what are you? Sorry, I heard a siren. I just like... That was a good time, yeah. Funny. Uh, what are you putting your time in two? We're finishing each other's sentences. Wow. That's what. True. That's what. Sixty-five, sixty-six, sixty-six episodes. episodes we'll sixty-six eps. Palindrome. True co-hosts in every sense of the Halfway, word. Halfway, two-thirds of the way to the devil's number. Can't wait. Six, six, six. Oh, two-thirds in terms of digits, but not actual in terms number. of volume. <laughs> Hold on, let's do some quick math. <laughs> uh, I'm actually back to work, so pretty busy there doing work for the. <laughs> Yamamoto website and a litany of clients. Also, have some freelance work I'm catching up with because I just spent the last five days in Las Vegas. That was really fun. A little less than a tenth, which makes sense now that I'm crunching the numbers, like ten point nine. That does that six, does six, make some six, sense. Six, six. But okay, so you're in Vegas five yes. days. Wow, that's a yeah. That's what they call a long weekend. <laughs> yeah. That's... So what was it like? Friday to Monday, Thursday to. Tuesday, Wednesday to uh, two, it was two or three Thursday Thursdays Monday, later. Thursday okay. Monday. Yeah. So it's a good time. It's, just, it's fun, debaucherous, indulgent, everything Vegas should be. After work? Do you leave after work on Thursday? Nope. I had the day off. I left early. Okay. Left early Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, when no. did you get back on Monday? Early morning. Early morning. Monday. Oh, okay. Did you go to work on Monday? Yeah. Oh, ooh. savage, actually. I was like barely alive. Wow. But it was totally worth it. Made some great memories. Good um, memes some the yes some great amems top-notch man had a really good time went with former uh guest of the show chad lewis no way yeah did you guys talk yeah you obviously talked about oh yeah a little we bit talked, we okay. chatted about the episode a little uh, bit. he had a really good time did he bring up patrick welby so yeah he did so, yeah actually. so here's the deep connect to the whole thing is i'm hanging with patrick welby who i've only met one other time but we've been circling each other on the internet uh, hanging with him in Chicago, he basically hooked up my kind of press pass, <laughs> press pass, press pass situation at Mambi because he was like part of like their clients as the organizer, or whatever. But uh, and I was hanging out with him a bunch this weekend. He's so awesome, and he had tweeted us earlier, like last week or something, like what, like Chad Lewis on Thin KHRS, whatever, like homies like building and doing stuff and whatever and i was like oh you guys know each other so i talked to him about that and he was like yeah he knew him from i want to say grade school high school or yep. something like the early days the old, way backs old homies and he was like yeah i sent it to my parents they listened they love it and i was just like ah oh, that's nice man it's 10, a small 10, world 10,000 hours a true family affair brings people together 
And it's bringing us together today. Uh, All the members today of the 10K team. What's that you say, listener at home? That, you know, there are two members? Wrong. You're wrong. There are three members of the 10K team. Did you... Four members? No. (laughs) Wrong again. No, you idiot. Exactly three members. Dumb listener. And so we're doing something kind of new on the show. This is the first time we've ever done it, at least. Uh, It's a hostful... But it's got an extra host. A truly mostful hostful. A, tru- a truly mostful hostful. <laughs> we are welcoming today to the show a radio producer, a video developer. A reducer, a v- enveloper. And the sound engineer for 10,000 hours. The sound engineer. He sends off the engineering. Pat! Lager. Pat Lager, thanks for joining us for this hostful, my friend. I, I am happy to be here in person with you guys and not listening on my computer for once. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty epic. Yeah, we were riffing about that for a little bit. It was like, oh, we feel like we know you so, so well, Patrick. You, if I may, uh, you, you, have, you have heard conversations that truly no one else has ever heard that never <laughs> yeah. made the episodes. True. The and, unaired footage. An integral part. Yeah. An integral part of the team. It feels like we hang out all the time, and yet... This is my second time ever. IRL? Yeah, I'm like, IRL three? seeing you. Three? I, I appreciate, yeah, third time. Is it the first time he was recording sound for Vasky, that first video? Yeah. Which you I killed, just, bro. Dude, 1.4 million views. Just showed up and learned how to work a new recorder, Same. and Your name's it on worked. That. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and ship it. <laughs> we were all a little nervous, but we made it out alive. Well, we're really, it's really cool to have you here because you do such an important job on the show and you do such a good job at it. And so we jumped up the opportunity, and kind of came up, the idea kind of came up organically a couple episodes ago when we were chatting. And To be fair, I, man, it's like I listen to some of these other shows like a Comedy Bang Bang or like a... For instance, yes. For instance, yeah, yes. Uh, among others... And it's like they get to berate the engineers and they have sort of a punching bag in the corner that when things aren't going their way, they can just turn and just, uh, just sock them. Yeah. I, I feel like that's what I... Cody, of course, being the most famous example, an yes. actual yes. allegory to our situation. But we only speak highly of Pat because... Yeah, we do, we do. But awesome. Vince has gotten so good at dodging my punches. So it's like, now I have nothing. I'm just like... So if you could make it every week, that'd be great, man. Yeah, got to get the newbie in there so I can't... Yeah, we we gotta haze the young punk. <laughs> oh, well. Speaking Pat, of young punks, speaking of young punks, Pat. Uh, wait, before we jump into any sort yeah, of topic, yeah, yeah. You, why don't you like tell us like about you? Share some life facts. What do you do for living? What kind of job? What kind of family? What kind of interests? Well, um, I currently work at Hubbard Broadcasting. As a radio producer for KS95, um, I went to school for video and audio production, mostly audio. It's it's funny because now half of my job is radio, half of my job is video. I've now jumped into the video production world as well, but in college I hated video. Mm. Every time I'd have to do a video project, I would partner up with somebody who liked video. I would do the audio for the video and let them handle the video, and now I do both. Boom, boom. Wow. And get paid to do it somehow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what did you not like about video initially? And what maybe still don't you like about it? I felt... I Honestly, I think the biggest reason I didn't like it is because the editing system we used was the old Avid oh, editor. Yeah. Which 
to me was just it was like a foreign language i, I can do it's pro tools i can do yeah. adobe audition i can do audio editors but looking at that video editor i just i totally blanked mm. and since then mm. i don't know if it's if it if avid has changed but video editing has changed a little Certainly, bit man and it feels a, a little bit guy. more like yeah. audio editing to me especially in premiere <laughs> i was editing early episodes of the show in premiere actually <laughs> just because i was familiar <laughs> But yeah, yeah, now there's a lot more parallel. It, it's, I mean, whatever tool works for you. I mean, I, I do some graphic work too, and I do yeah. that all in After Effects because Photoshop scares me a little bit, but I can do everything in After Effects. <laughs> well, it's, it's not the motion of the uh, Adobe. It's the stroke of the pen tool. That's, yeah, that was Sisyphus that said that. Sisyphus. Right? <laughs> what, a, what a scholar. All right. And you've got a wife, right, Patrick? I do. I am married. Wife. Have been married for three years, just over three years, and three happy years. Three happy years, and we have a dog named Oakley. Oakley Rembrandt. Check out the hashtag on Instagram. <laughs> Good plug, dude. Well, yeah, you you're taking it up quick. Getting um, on it, man. We'll show notes that for sure. And how long have you been with us? Uh, I, I, yeah. Do you know what episode was your first? Uh, it was early thirties, I believe. So okay. this is. You don't remember the first one. I, huh? I don't remember the first. They say the, you always. The first episode I edited it. was Seth Godin. Oh fuck! Off. Really? Really? Yes. That's, that's great. That's pretty intimidating. I was. I was. I'm a big Seth Godin fan. Yeah. So when you guys, I found out you guys were doing that, and I was going to get to edit that, I was all over. And it. you've just been waiting for. I've like just been waiting for another good guest. You were probably pretty disappointed <laughs> when kidding. you heard the rest of the. Just podcast. been riding that like. <laughs> oh, wait. Well, yeah. <laughs> we peaked. Um, that was a good awesome. one. Awesome. Wow. Well, it's been a happy union. Not only for you and your wife, but for the three of us. <laughs> well, we, we've been... I like to think of it as the four of us. <laughs> We're all a family here. And well, the Oakley, five of us, sorry about yeah, Oakley. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, I yeah, can't yeah. forget Oakley Rembrandt. Um, well, it's cool that you kind of mentioned the tools that you used and like why the production path kind of steered you towards favoring one discipline over another. Because today on the show, we've got a topic, and that topic is systems. And we picked this one because we want to kind of pry open the back door to the stage of 10,000 hours and examine like how we get the show done each week and use it to talk about broader kind of ideas that go into the importance of systems. Because I know, Grant, you're a big proponent of how important systems are Certainly. to successful projects. And I've taken up the belief in that same ideal uh correct or pat i imagine you have a similar you're working within them quite oh well. working within lots of systems that have been in place for quite a while yeah, i mean s such is the nature of all of the things they're talking i mean right like it's like existing systems new systems creating systems within the systems it's and systems are most important because blank i'm looking at you grant um because energy I feel like, like to me, uh, to me, systems represent in the same way that tools, rep tools are systems of, you know, commands of whatever. Yep. They're systems too. It's, systems are tools too. Whatever the system is or the tool is, it's to me designed to accomplish the thing or enable the thing. And usually at least the thing is like maybe like, it's like the diamond or it's like the nectar or it's like the purest form of whatever you're after. And everything else is just sort of noise. 
And so to me, a good system is that which enables the retrieval of the nectar. You know, for example, the podcast, what is the nectar? The show. I mean, for, for us, right? It's the finished right? one-hour program, right? Yeah, I mean, it was, it's and it's also just the experience of the show. So it's like, of course, all the other things are... There, yeah, there, there's a, there's multiple nectars. Yeah, for you know, us, it depends on what the nectar, nectar is. is actually meeting with the guests yeah, and talking yeah. to them. Yeah, more even than producing the final episode. Yeah, but that's a nectar too. There's just like mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. sorts of nectar. So how and do so, how do we get out of the way and enable the nectar? And systems reduce the amount of sort of superfluous weed that you need yeah. to like you get to scratch, so you have to cut away with the machete, and it allows you to conserve more energy for the actual nectar. Yeah. I mean, I feel like in any interaction, pretty much. So this is actually related to, I think this was probably before we were, when we were recording, whatever. But I was talking about the conscientious, like sort of courteous feller. Um, it's like the reason you have social cues, like social cues are a, a natural thing, but the reason yes. we we, we uh, abide by social cues and we, we express them and we like communicate is like we're trying to get to a goal or like we're trying to you know communicate something and that is a form of whatever quote-unquote nectar that we're you know this path we're going down but it's just like all the other stuff is just to enable it or is just to like get us there words are just the the best means we have so far of communicating ideas right Ooh, so far i like that yeah well you know i'm a futurist at heart um but it's Interesting that you bring that up because I run into that. I mean, I'm sure you do too, Grant, in writing, is that you, the balance between conveying the idea thoroughly and conveying it quickly. Because the goal, of course, is to have efficient language to an extent. But the more efficient a system is, the more efficient a word is, the more. I think detail and intricacy can be lost in the production of that final product. What's more important, efficiency or effectiveness? Uh, It's a good question. I would would, assume it's a balance. How closely are they related? Well, effectiveness is a product of efficiency, I think. Yeah, I think probably effectiveness is the quotient of efficiency plus impact, right? Or... Times impact or whatever. So, but I feel like okay, the path you're going down is clear. Well, to me, clearly, like, well, what's the trade-off between efficiency and style and whatever? Exactly. Basically, what I'm trying to examine is if there's a downtime or downside to oversystemizing a project. Yes, but I think a good system is what creates space for experimentation or for whatever. I don't know. I think I very much got over the idea of like, I mean. Well, I got over and then came back around on the idea of like artistic expression of like, you know, it's like, oh, wait, everything can be broken down to systems. Everything can be broken down to energy and effort and whatever. And like you can create whatever to fit the thing. Oh, and then it's like, oh, wait, there is like a level of artistry and of of maybe a more pure form of expression and energy. But I do feel like a lot of that just like the system just allows space for that. And I think if we're actually just just talking about communication and effectiveness, efficiency, whatever, it really just matters. Like, like there's room for style and efficiency, mm-hmm. and in a system, it's just like well-designed systems are like the best version of that. 
Totally agree. Yeah, I was, I, mean, I was more being devil's advocate. No, than and I, I appreciate that. I totally appreciate that. But I do think it's just like it's kind of bullshit when people are like, well, <laughs> of course, like all things, it's like not bullshit and it is bullshit. <laughs> you know, there's a dichotomy. But really, I, I just think I think uh, to get so caught up in the idea that like efficiency kills art or whatever, I think like no, it, systems are a reality of what we're dealing with. And working within them and using them to your advantage and, you, you know, working around them if you have to is like, that's artistry. I mean, I think, I think blaming the system for ruining your art is like bullshit artistry. I think a true artist is someone who understands the environment, understands the medium, understands the constraints, oh, and either yeah. works within, around, or whatever way. Through them. Yeah, yes. through. It's, like, that's a true artist. I, I'll agree 100%. Pat, I'm curious. Let's get more granular. Yeah. What kind of systems do you think go into your day-to-day life, both from like a professional work standpoint and maybe more of a personal standpoint? Because personal systems is something we've touched on on this show before, and I think it's really interesting on a person-by-person basis as well. Mm-hmm. It's a little segment we call D2D with PAT. <laughs> <laughs> Getting into Pat's day-to-day. Uh, professional systems are something that i have hated but have have grown to appreciate a little bit more um when i first started working in radio i felt like they prohibited and well not prohibited they inhibited my growth and they didn't allow me to be as as grant put it as artistic as i thought i could but I mean, these systems had been in place for, I mean, radio has been around for a long time and our station has been around for a long time and it's built that success from its systems. That doesn't mean they can't change or be modified to a certain extent. Evolve. Right. Um, but like professional systems, I'd, I was looking for the most efficient system and I felt that there wasn't as, there were Five steps when there only needed to be two. With what? With um, just with the way, say, a commercial needed to be produced for the radio. Yeah. It would come in and it has to, um, it goes through the, the salesperson, takes takes the client on, and the salesperson talks to the production director who talks to our traffic director who talks yeah. back to the production now, director. Don't you, don't you see... I take the, the requirements from the customer and I bring them to the engineers. <laughs> <laughs> the engineers. I'm a people person. <laughs> Sorry. But then, you know, all the while, there's, real thing there's though, like right? eight, yeah. eight people in the loop all the time offering input all the time huh. when they don't need to be offering their input all the time. And there's just, it's bouncing back and forth. And I saw that and went, Oh, there's a, there's got to be a better way to do this. Mm-hmm. But let's change it. You know, as the the 23, 24 year old, bright eyed, yeah, fresh out of college guy. I'm like, oh, I've got I've got the answer. Let's yeah, yeah. let's do it this way. Not knowing that systems are these systems are in place because, I mean, you just have to double check these things. There's oftentimes legal stuff that involved, and you just sure. you know it's a lot of factors you're not aware. You know, of. double checking things isn't necessarily a bad thing, even if the person doing them never you know, catches anything. Sure. That's a great point. So, but, okay, so is that where that ends, though? That, like, you're critical of the system and 
And then, and then you kind of came around as in like, um, oh, I realized there's like a lot more to the system than I first I, understood. I do realize there's more to the system. I haven't, I, I can't say that I've completely come around. Sure. Um, just, just from an efficiency standpoint, inefficiency bothers me Yeah. to, to no end. Um, that's, that's kind of what I asked about the efficiency versus effectiveness yeah. earlier. I mean, yes, efficiency leads to effectiveness and our, I don't know, I'd, how do we define the difference? If, as I, as I've come to realize it, if I think effectiveness is more the goal. Oh yes, okay, certainly, Efe- certainly. efficiency, certainly, plays and into that. an efficient, an efficient like tanker is not as effective at transporting, you know, a two by two box as a speedboat, right? Even though it might be running incredibly efficiently, right? Um, another example is when I moved over and started doing more video stuff. Yeah, they. It was a new position. It wasn't a position that was created before. It's because digital online video is so big, especially for advertising right now. They're like, oh, we should take advantage of this. And some clients want it and and stuff like that. And so we were using old radio advertising systems to get videos to clients. Okay. And we were trying to adapt the, the old radio systems that we had had to this new digital frontier if you want to use that word sure um but it it wasn't the most it was efficient from a radio standpoint but it wasn't very effective at getting a a quality video to the client that they enjoyed Mm -hmm. that's you bring up some really good points i think i'm reminded of mr jordan brady's episode on the cast which was respect the process 61 I think it was a little. I think it was in the late. I didn't 50s. know. I have no, that's like the first I've lost time I've like context. had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he was talking about respecting the process. I think a lot of times you have to trust the system that's in place, at least somewhat, for it to work. Because I think everyone in a system has a problem with some part of the system, unless it's completely self-contained. I know that I have a problem with some of the ways that we do things at my office. I even have a problem with some of the ways that I do things to my day-to-day life. But there's nothing has come about for completely no reason. No part of the process exists completely on a whim or arbitrarily. It's, it's there because something in the past made it seem wise or effective to put it there. So it's, I think an important part of a system actually working uh-huh. is for the people involved to have some level of implicit trust in the fact that it works. Okay. <laughs> I'm smiling. <laughs> that means... Yes. <laughs> Grant's gonna... Well, I mean, okay. A lot of the stuff we talk about in general and will talk about is like, is naturally at ends or opposed to each other, right? They're like super varying standpoints. One, you know, this is a reason this exists and this is why it works. And this is a reason why it, sh- like it shouldn't exist and it shouldn't work. But they like oppose each other, right? So that is the the nature of this. That being said, here is like the the reality of that is like there. Okay, I'm gonna use an extreme example, which I don't think is representative of all systems. Certainly, right. But there it's are be helpful though. But there illustrate. are laws. There are laws that we all know are incredibly stupid from 1831 about <laughs> having a plunger on your head and being hanged for it. <laughs> right. Okay. Yes. So we can almost objectively agree uh, uh, to the stupidity of it. But okay, so let me even use that example as as a reason for questioning the system and as a reason for stepping out of line. 
Because what you're saying, which is true, is we need buy-in from people. We need to step into line in order for the system to work. Right. But I mean, because if the system's under constant scrutiny and review, you're losing any efficiency that creating the system gained you in the first place. Right. I mean, if I was going to be a little more extremist than I maybe even am, I would say like, mm, systems are good, right? They're for, they're for a reason. We created them. They evolve, whatever. But like also fuck systems. The people who are going to move us forward and what's maybe ultimately important as a species is to move forward. Are there going to be the rule breakers? Are going to be the innovators? Are going to be the people who like I don't disagree. look beyond it? Okay. So that being said, uh, at some point in our system, let's say our legal system, somebody had to be like, okay, the plunger thing, the 1831 plunger <laughs> thing, a little silly, right? I'm just saying there, there is also, of course, there's a golden mean, there's a middle ground in all this, but, but what I really, I think, is almost more important than even like saying question everything, which is kind of where I'm at. I kind of really like would advocate that, but is that like question something, you know, yeah. S- speak up at least at a certain degree because there's, you know, there's a reason that law didn't get changed until 1990. Yeah, I don't, I don't right. know. These, no, no. these are, exactly. these are fake examples, but they sound pretty real, don't they? I mean, they're not that fake. I mean, replace of, of plunger yeah, yeah. with, with literally any number of laws yeah. that are actually accurate. Um, so I agree. I think it raise, raise the thoughtful. barrier. Yes. I'm, I'm just saying raise, raise the, the, the noise gate. Ooh. Oh, hey, that's that's audio, audio engineer term. Good. <laughs> but 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 raise the threshold, raise mm-hmm. the bottom threshold for questioning things and for for at least asking because th- this is such a, an important element. I think of a lot of the work I do, which is just asking questions, figuring out <laughs> figuring out the constraints, figuring out like you know because I think where a lot of people fall off is just standing in line. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, I totally get it. I and I I agree with you wholesale. I just think it's a difference between having a natural level of scrutiny and cynicism to the systems, that's healthy and good. And as you put it, necessary, yeah. highly necessary. But there's just don't be a contrarian for the sake of being contrarian. Of course. Right? I mean, of, don't of course. Don't delay yeah. progress in a generally healthy system just because you so have, th- this is this, to change. So this so. person we're talking about is not an actual innovator. And this exactly. is somebody I've dealt with many times. And, and innovators to me people who i know who like i work well with i gel with who are just like jamming 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 don't give a fuck about the system truly they give a fuck when it is like even something as silly as naming conventions because we know it's going to be an ongoing consistent thing we got to figure it out but they're not going to get caught up in superfluous bullshit uh, that that exists in the system but doesn't need to be hit See, that's the thing. A lot of people run into stuff that is in, I know we're speaking so like abstractly, but they run into things within a system that like trigger them and they don't need to. I think people who are moving fast kind of look beyond and work within the system. Oh my God. I, but, I agree hundred percent. So let's, let's honestly, I feel like the point of this should be, let's talk about the benefits. Let's talk about our actual oh, systems. Let's talk about absolutely. the good stuff. That's the way to, good way to keep stuff. It, way to keep it positive. Um, I would. Like I want. To I want to hear. Here's what I want to hear, Vince. Well, and, and I want to hear from you, Pat, too, about this. But I want to hear about the evolution, like if there is. I mean, I assume there is. But like, I just want to hear about your perspective on systems, and not in a self-inflating way, but just like if I've changed your perspective on it and how and like where where that's gone, and and also like kind of how that plays into like you know you have a corporate quote unquote or you have an agency job. And yep. so it's like there are different systems and it's just... Oh my God. And I'll be equally interested in Pat's take on it. But yeah. 
I think being friends and working with you plus getting more of my feet planted, my roots established in, you know, agency life has taught me, taught me a pretty deep appreciation for systems. Yeah. Um, it's like, it's borderline embarrassing looking back even a year ago, the way that I conducted my personal freelance work mm-hmm. and my work in my office haphazardly putting things on the server no real file structure no real naming conventions i didn't even use google calendar until a year ago i was it was like a major point of contention oh my god yes we we had a couple discussions and i was just like oh it's not that important but i couldn't understand why you were being such a stickler for it but here's where i'm coming from is because my life is just so much easier it's so much better for it these really simple systems, which are little more than the applied idea of keep things organized, keep things categorized. And mm-hmm. if you can do that, that's 80% of the work done right off the bat. Mm-hmm. So I think our friendship certainly, but also by nature, yeah, yeah, I understanding I don't more credit my, for that. my <laughs> just... career demands that I do this too, so... Um, well, and, and, and as your time, right, as your time and your energy starts to become in more demand, in in varied demand, yep. balancing Stretching all Stretching it becomes more and more important. And I think it's most importantly of all, it's forced me to be introspective about the things in my life that I haven't systemized yet. Mm-hmm. And that might, you know, more systems beget systems. The more systems I have, the more I realize their value. And the more I look at parts of my life and even something as simple as like going to the gym, I realize I can't go to the gym on the weekends or after work. I just it I can't do it. It's not effective. And so I have an exact timeline of when I go, when I leave, etc. and it makes it it makes it feasible. This is truly a, an epiphany or at least a a marker of systems is that systems are as valuable as they are to you. I mean, and of course the people you're working with, but like if the system doesn't work for you, it doesn't work. I mean, <laughs> right, yeah. for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but exactly. of course, it might work in other contexts. But if the system doesn't work for you, it's like fucking figure out a different system. You need to figure out the system that works for you. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. Don't blame the system. Blame I've, I've said the this, flare. I've said this in the past. Obviously not on the podcast. <laughs> you, but, ta- you texted it to us later. I, I sure did. Um, self-help books yeah. have always bothered me because it's exactly what Grant was just saying. It was a system that worked for somebody. And yes, it will work for other people, but it doesn't necessarily work for the mass of people. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, here's here's my five-point system to making money, or here's my five-point system to living a a happier life. like that, right? It's just like And then then you write a book about how you did it, and then people are like, oh, I need to try that. And it it doesn't work for everyone. People who don't have a system already, it's... doubly frustrating because it sets them back from making real progress in their own lives um i mean the benefit of those i mean dude so that whole world is like a world i skirt skirted you know we've talked about it a lot i mean even like the skillshare class i have is kind of veering slightly into that world but ultimately right a good a good system like i feel like in that world in the self-help world is a suggestion and is is guardrails slash constraints where there are none where they could benefit so to me like even like the go plus do which i mean it's not like super comprehensive it's pretty loose 
but it's meant to be a spark. It's meant to be a thing that can give you at least some fucking like sense of forward momentum. And then, dude, okay, maybe this is epiphany number two is the true system like comes from within. Like, you know, not only do you, it needs to work with you, you have to figure out your system. Like, it's not like, oh, like, you know, there are a lot of like, oh, okay, this is a good system, this is a good system, I start integrating, whatever. But ultimately, the homeostasis of your systems, which there may be many or there may be few, is on you. I mean, that's really good. <laughs> no, I, it just really, it is really good. Self-help, the genre, is such a complicated one to me because yeah. at its core level, it is kind of the best thing yeah it's people trying for i mean obviously monetary gain but for no other intrinsic reason saying something that helped them to people to try to help them help themselves but i mean seth is a good example of someone who's not doing it for monetary you know what i mean right no exactly monetary was like one possible motivation but at its core i just want to make sure the motivation is pretty pure usually it's me i'm happy because of this i want other people to be happy as well the problem is if you go granular and you're like, self-help book, this is how to draw an owl. This is how I draw an owl. Yeah. And it's a really simple step-by-step. And pretty much anyone can apply the principles in that text and come out with a good owl. But the problem is people, don't, people aren't equipped to evaluate systems in the abstract. They take really complicated things like how to live a happier life, which is the fucking most complicated question of mankind's history <laughs> and then they see a five-step process and they just live it and it doesn't work for them obviously and it makes them less happy it's because something like that you need to turn scrutiny on from the very beginning and just pick out the pieces that are relevant to you if the system doesn't work for you it doesn't work and i don't even know if it's possible on such a big scale Ah, uh, see that's what's so fucking tough i feel like about this like the self-help thing and all of the systems around it is that like where people get lost is like you said it is they have a system in the abstract and really i think this comes back to our, our talk about artistry and about really expression and i think systems without some form of expression or some sort some sort of kernel of uniqueness or you know what i mean like we can break every single fucking thing down to mathematical systems but i think the unique nature of the combination of systems and i think how you go about them is like the only real thing i mean that is like you know that is where does that come from self-awareness had to say it but it's like seriously you you if you don't put the time in there the systems are not going to work for you it's like trying to like it's like oh i haven't spent any time we're, it's the fucking it's the same even though it doesn't seem like it it's the equivalent of like i haven't put any time into training on this but i bought these dope nike shoes and i'm gonna run a marathon okay that's the equivalent of me going out and buying a seth godin book and going hey listen i haven't been very introspective i haven't really thought a whole lot about myself or put a lot of time into skill <laughs> development but i'm about to fucking be AG. Like, it's like, no, it doesn't work like that. No, right, right, the system right. only works as, as hard as you do. Well said. Um, we actually, we've been riffing really. We have. I kind of don't want to stop because it's like, no, I know. I'm just, I'm just saying, okay, here's one thing I was thinking. I had written this as we were talking. 
was, well, there's a whole line of like things here. I'd written barriers, necessary, evil, access, scale, something, everything, old laws. Oh, that was the earlier one. Still learning professionalism. You don't know what you don't know. What that means to me is what systems enable me as a freelancer or as whatever the fuck I think I am and doing, like uh, they enable me to like actually do the work, first of all, right, just like tools. But they also, those are the things that prevent people from doing work on levels that they want to be doing. And I feel like, you know, it's, it, it's understanding the systems that people are working within. If you don't understand how... Well, first of all, fucking email. I'm just oh, saying, God. like, that's yes. like, I think if, if if everybody who was listening to this just spent some more time on email, they'd be fine. <laughs> like, that's like number one. But like, there are other levels, like, you know, how do you send files? How do you solicit feedback? I mean, but it kind of still comes back to email. But like, you know, file structures, how do you, you know, Basecamp, how, uh, invoicing. How do you, so from a freelance perspective, if I don't have my systems in place, it's going to make it really hard for other people to work with me. And so to me, the value of systems is that it enables people to work with me in a very easy, seamless way. That's a huge value add. That's and not only a value add, actually, I want to even take it down a level. That's base level. If I don't have that, there's no fucking way. Honestly, you shouldn't work with me, you know? And so it's like, I think that's where some people get twisted even about like, well, the agency's billing me out at $250 an hour. But <laughs> it's just like, well, there are a lot of systems in place that you can't replicate that exist that as an interface between you. I mean, that's a whole nother conversation. But but I think where this ties in for me on a bigger scale, that's a more important scale is like a lot of what we're doing revolves around revolves around like imposter syndrome slash skill development. Those are like... <laughs> pretty core that tie into self-awareness but it's like the big thing into any discipline or into any skill is like how do you how do you like first of all get start to understand and get good at it but really when you start getting deeper into any of the skill sets or the disciplines or trying to get on a professional level is what are the systems that are in place what were the systems what are the systems what are going to be the systems and i feel like that's even just basic research if you're going to get into music, there are like a lot of systems that were in place that because because the systems influence the product. And so I just feel like I feel like people who aren't working on those levels haven't really figured out the systems that they're trying to work on. Because I feel like if you're trying to innovate and you're trying to like fuck shit up and break stuff, you have to know the thing you're breaking. You have to know the rules to break them, right? But it's just like... I think the reason I wrote you don't know what you don't know is if I'm, I might be the same level of designer as a lot of people, you know, trying to do a project with someone, but the difference is probably the systems, which actually are the thing that allows me to interface with anybody on a professional level. Yeah, it's, it's kind of scary because you can have all the talent in the world and if you don't know the, the, mean, if you don't have the means to apply it, if you don't have this, the nuts and bolts, the table stakes down, you're not going to be of any use to anybody because you won't be able to produce a product in any sort of efficient or understandable or digestible way. So, I mean, the systems are the things that people get pissed about. They're the things that are in between. They're the middlemen. They're what caused the blockades. Yeah, but why are they there? Well, for a reason. So, like, I think seeking to figure them out will allow you to maybe subvert them if you're trying to do that or if you want to. I mean, and to understand if you need to subvert them or not. Or not, yeah. Exactly. Or, or, like, maybe gain a new respect for them. 
Dear project manager, thank you. Yes. <laughs> I would like to take this opportunity to thank all the project managers who are good at their job in the world. Because Seriously. <laughs> you save me all the time and energy in the world. Having to manage my own internal projects or my own freelance projects, are, it's, a, not, it's no fun. You start to figure out why there's that system, <laughs> man. Okay, sorry. I really no, we riffed, we riffed double hard. We would put the afterburners on for that riff. <laughs> and... It's because we got that triple energy. We These got the hostfuls cast. always go by the most so fast. This mostful hostful is no exception. We've just rocketed through, and we have arrived at a a a part of the show, a segment that Pat, you I hope are very familiar with because it means you're listening to the show oh, as you're editing it. I, I can't wait. <laughs> He's gonna drop in a pretty dope like I feel like little. Uh, okay, so you know how like those, um, <laughs> like a WWE star or like a UFC guy has like a sick, or even like a, a major league baseball pitch, pitcher mm-hmm. will have like a cool like kind of like walk to the mound song. What oh, do you yeah. think yours is? Do you know? What do I think my? What's your walk up song? Yeah, like Pat's about to enter the stadium. People are like, "Oh shit, it's Pat Legger, the Wagger." He always has that tail that is constantly going. It's his wrestling outfit move. And he has, who let the dogs out? The first two things that came to my mind were, was there a theme song for It's Pat from SNL? Oh, Uh, I think there was. Because I would definitely like to research that to see if that would fit. We'll show notes it. And for some reason, fancy by Iggy Azalea. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Wow! I don't know why. Massive respect. But I'm I'm just going with my gut here. I kind of don't want to dig too deep into the implications of it, but I love it. <laughs> I think the implication is really straight on its face. It's that Pat's fancy. Pat's man. a fancy motherfucker. Uh, I'm so fancy. <laughs> uh, so Pat, speaking of fancy, this week we're talking about a sweet, delicious carbonated beverage that, in most cultures. Yeah, not necessarily sweet, but yeah. often sweet. I see you are enjoying one as we speak, Grant. I've talked to you briefly about it in the past. We're talking about soda. Mountain Dew! Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I just couldn't Maybe hold Maybe you had too many of them this afternoon, it sounds like. Jeez, uh, and, I mean, along with that comes the classic question of soda versus pop, you know. Um, that that classic raging struggle of... What is... Minnesota is pop? Minnesota's we're, pop. We're pop. Okay. Yeah. Yep. The state is pop-centric. Are there other states? But then you go right across the border, Wisconsin. So soda. Okay. Is there a breakdown of the yeah, states it's, somewhere? You could show notes. Yeah, actually there is. Okay. I've actually I've seen that chart. We what, will show notes. Are there there. a lot of pop? Um, pop is the least or is the second least represented word. Coke is what they call all sodas in the south. In the south, yeah, okay. Which is weird, and it, that's the least represented. And then soda has begun the east coast and the west coast, with this sort of like midwestern Ohio, Wisconsin region being kind of the split, the kind of like okay, the contentious lands. <laughs> yeah. And Kentucky's just a clusterfuck. They say all three. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, but more importantly, let's talk about it. Do you? You're a big soda drinker, Pat. I am a huge soda drinker. Wow. Actually, let me rephrase. In case my wife is listening, I used to be a huge <laughs> soda drinker. 
And then I got married and I have become a just just a tiny bit less of a huge soda drinker. Do you not drink it? In and the now house? I'm saying soda. I feel weird. Pop oh, drinker. Oh, you're t you say pop typically. I do say pop. You're, you're locally grown. But I was here. following your lead when you said soda. I don't even know what I, I say anymore. I that. I always said soda. Now I honestly well, say pop. Did she pop come more. at you? Did she criticize you? Um, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's unhealthy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's not a great beverage, but it's so your... delicious. Oh, it's, it's a good point. It is a good point, nectar. Pat. Though I have noticed as I've aged that I like milder and milder sodas. Mm. I'm big. I'm being into like, um, Lacroix La or Lacroix. Lacroix. However you say it. I only say that, that like flavored carbonated yeah, water. Like Woodbridge, who runs High Quality with me. Friend of the show, episode thirty-five. Yep, I think right. No, no, thirty-two. Actually. I think he might have been right after Seth. So thirty-two. Anyway, uh, he no, Jorgovin was thirty-five. Oh yeah, you're right. Who has a new venture, by the way? We should we'll show notes. Outbound Creative. It looks oh, really cool. interesting. I think it's worth looking into, especially if you listen to his episode. Like, I should I'll show you after we got off here what he sent me. It's ludicrous, dude. Oh cool. We'll get into it. Can't um, wait. We'll show but uh, yeah, Woodbridge sipping on Lacroix. As I call it, because he's always drinking that on set. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, what is your deal? No calories, no sugar. Yeah, I guess. It seems cool, I guess. That's all right. But what's... And you? we, we know Pat's soda of choice because he yelled it. Grant, what do you drink when you're drinking? Did he yell pot? something? <laughs> Pat. Did, did you miss it? It was Mountain Dew. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. I like Mountain Dew. Uh, before we go... Absolutely no Mellow Yellow. What about Code Red and uh, the Orange... And Orange is Livewire. Live they also have Baja Blast now oh, in yeah, yeah. bottles, which used to be just at the uh, Taco, Taco Bell. Bells. Um, I'm a fan Sounds of Code of Red, not so much the Livewire. Baja Blast is good every once in a while when you need to change up. And then the rest of them are just... You were a fan of Code Red? Yeah. What? You were a fan of Code Red, not Livewire, and not maybe so occasionally much Livewire. Baja Blast. Okay. Yep. What about those new gamer flavors? They are atrocious. Uh, wow, you heard it here first, listeners. It's exclusive. It sounds weird to say, but they taste fake. <laughs> it I does mean, sound yep. weird to the say. The authenticity of the glowing yellow-green <laughs> acid wash, toxic. There's something about beer. it when I'm pouring it down my gullet, and and the UV light is on, and it's just, <laughs> and I can see it through my stomach lining. <laughs> but it no, these new ones are fake. Yeah, okay. Is that a Honey I Shrunk the Kids reference? No, I don't think wow. so. Maybe. Could be. Could be. I mean, I Rick Moranis representing. Yeah, sorry, man. I'm stealing from all sorts of sources I don't even know about. <laughs> I try to plead ignorance if I can. Um, what do you drink, Grant? You know, I mean, you said I'm drinking a soda right now, but I'm, I am, but I'm drinking it with tequila. Yeah, a tequila Sprite, the classic combination. Yeah, I feel like generally I almost never, like the last like probably three or four years, well, three years maybe, would drink a soda on its own. A San Pellegrino, maybe. Oh, it's so good. And I will say, I got turned... I actually had never had one until I was in Venice, like, I don't know, four months ago or something. And I had this... I had a breakfast burrito, and I was like, I saw San Pellegrino there. I was like, I'll try it. It's like a blood orange San Pellegrino with like a, a bacon, egg, avocado, cheese, breakfast burrito in Venice, sitting outside, and I just... So we're talking Venice, California. Venice, not, California. Not yeah, Venice, that's Italy. a great yeah, <laughs> distinction. A great, but yeah, distinction. Um, yeah, so, so I guess good. I don't know. I mean, like that I, I had a I had like an OG like Coke with crushed ice. 
back in the day that was like kind of a jam oh yeah i mean Um, i still i'm a big fan of like throwback coke Coke yeah and the throwback fanta that you can find in europe too so the same i can't yeah i haven't really had too much fanta i mean i know it i'm aware of it but i can never drink the stuff in the u.s like you though my palate i feel like has kind of tamed evolved whatever it's gotten milder yeah like even like candies and things it's like oh i would maybe prefer a chocolate something like you know something more yeah more subtle subtle tasting yeah and like less super sweet and a little bit more savory yeah i agree i mean and i I do think a coke kind of hits both of those coca-cola sponsoring this episode sprite or seven up is good like a real cold i do really like really like knockouts and booze flavor Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, icy. Just a really like this frigid... Like, and tequila is pretty cool. I mean, I'm a fan. Tequila in general. You hate Mellow Yellow. Did you say that? I uh, Yes. Wow, I don't. I'm it tastes naturally flat to me, the Mellow Yellow. Yes. Even the, in the best, freshest, cool, the biggest quotes okay, of all time. Okay, here's what I feel like. I, I enjoy... <laughs> this is pretty funny. I snuck some tequila into a movie theater recently. To watch Jurassic World, which is pretty funny. Worth, I'm just, worth. I'm just saying, it's worth it even for just like the thrill of it. Like, oh my god, I'm an oh, idiot. These minor trespasses. Yeah, just like, oh, I'm a child sure. and I'm getting off to it. <laughs> but uh, no, we got uh, some Mellow Yellow and Sprite, I believe. So it was like it had the flavor of the Mellow Yellow, but it had the the uh, brightness, the the carbonation of the Sprite, the oh, bubbles. Those white sodas, they're the they're the rage. Pretty good. Hmm. Dude, I feel like sauces, pizza sauces, is probably the next OTT. For right. real though, I mean, I'm I'm big Tag fan of down. The, pizza sauces. Sauce. Yeah, okay. All right. I I bet we should we should certainly do some research into the correlation between Sprite lovers, uh, as in like white soda lovers and uh, white sauce lovers, versus uh, tomato marinara and, uh, and maybe white, more savory and or white Coca-Cola, wine. Cola, cola. And then let's get wine in the mix, just kind of see what happens. <laughs> and then we'll write a book. And we'll also say it, it it has the potential to help you figure out your life and define what matters to you. I call the rights to the movie deal. Oh, I think I thought that was the title. I you're saying I call it. It's also the. Title. I call it the rights to the movie deal. <laughs> Six ways to make your life better and and more fruitful. Uh, and we'll show notes the Amazon link to the ebook that we probably <laughs> already published. Uh, uh, All right, I got cool. hit up to design an ebook recently, by the way. And oh, I was no just, way? Yeah, I was like, nah. Can you, oh, you turned it down? Yeah, it sounded like the worst. It sounded like just like a horror shit project because oh, it was like yeah. a bad book. <laughs> I, I just saying, in my experience from people I've talked to, they're like when they've published ebooks, it's like, oh, because you, you're you have bad stuff like because no one wants to read it you can't you don't have any money to produce it no one will take a chance it's like a correlation thing it's not necessarily like a clear indicator but from people i've talked to it's like oh yeah i published like six books i'm like oh wow those are all like the worst form of self-help the more like (laughs) seriously like oh those are like 100 pages or like 50 pages i don't know like super short pages complete shit man it's yeah, but here's the link to download the PDFs. Yeah, dude, please. <laughs> and then complete the course and then leave Go Plus Do a Skillshare class <laughs> a review if you could. <laughs> Every review counts. Uh, well, that was, I dare say, a refreshing off-topic topic. 
That was that good. Was, no, that was top notch. Actually, I'm I didn't. Some, yeah, thank you. I didn't was, even reference the you know pun or segue. I, I, I was I was like um I was almost like getting mad at myself for thinking about getting <laughs> mad at you. So I'm actually gonna applaud you, Vince. That, oh, was, right, okay. that was top yeah. notch. Let's Great. just let's just agree to try and roll through some more of this stuff. Like, and this is on me at this point. I'm calling it all out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not calling it as I see it. I'm calling it out as I see it, and that's not fair. You know what? I think, but it's part of it's part of the show's personality. And we didn't really get to talk about the the bones of the show, but you know, I think that's all right. Maybe we'll let it remain a mystery, <laughs> much like the mystique that surrounds Frank Zappa. No, uh, Frank. No, uh, I was gonna re- I was gonna say Zoo because oh nice that was dude, the reference to the beginning. I went episode. I went with what's the who's the dude who's the he's a sort of a mobster San Francisco disappeared. Mm. Oh man, I don't know. I think that's how he'd like it. For me not to know. Yeah. But <laughs> let's jump back in. I'm sure we've show notes to that. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm sure we I'm sure we've problem. dropped in a 30 second to two minute uh narration about that particular topic. <laughs> Thanks to our editor Pat, killing it on the narration game. And I'm, killing I'm pretty it. sure we haven't, but <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Pat, do you want to be the subject of our of our last two questions? Would you do that for Could us? Could you? Would you? I will do that for you. Awesome. Pat, we wrap the show the same way every week, as you know. Uh, the first question. Sort of prescriptive. <laughs> <laughs> I love how it was first prescriptive for me to point it out, and now it's prescriptive for you to point out that it's prescriptive. Oh, God. And this then now we've reached the third threshold of you pointing out that... <laughs> Talking about a system becoming like a feedback loop and being in bed. Oh, what but, a nightmare. Um, we didn't even fucking talk about the system of this show. No, I know. Okay. That, okay. <laughs> That's very like us. Can we just like them. quickly rattle off the system or something? Yes. I'll, like... do a three, I'll do a three-part final question. For, okay, thank you, for thank you, thank you. Part one, tell us about what goes into the production of the show. and We'll chime in with the parts that we take care of. But I'm interested to hear about how you go about getting an episode ready to roll each week. Secondly, how can our listeners support you? And we'll chime in again. And third, what do we want the people listening to take away from the show? So kick things off. All right. Well, part, part one, I come in to the program later in the process. So does one of you want to start with how, how an episode begins? We record with guest. Well, first. that's pretty. <laughs> that's uh, far down the line. Maybe right? that's where Vince comes in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're joking, but well, I mean, I, I think it's worth mentioning. And honestly, the reason I was thinking about this as a topic today, excuse me, was because I was talking to somebody who was trying to start a project, a blog about like drinking or not like drinking in the overly recreational like co- collegiate sense but in like the you know craft cocktail sense, oh, sure. just talking about, whatever talking about creating content around that blah, blah blah and i mean most of that is just like yes awesome idea yes okay and i'm i'm, I'm miming the like bird head of like talky 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 and it's just like yeah that's like whatever you know what really matters is you're answering questions you don't need to answer right now you need to answer them as you get going you need to just like learn on the go kind of with with a lot of things it seems and I think that's what we did. We learned a fuck ton. Um, <laughs> we messed up a bunch of stuff. We had a lot of mistakes, a lot of stress, and we put a lot of energy into failing and trying to figure out what the system was. Like, 
that I think is the nature of any good system is you don't have a perfect one as you go. A good system evolves. That is the nature of a good system. So we had a bunch of different things we tried as far as like outreach, uh, management internally. I mean, this is like a small venture, but it's like still, you know, just like everything, you know, especially when it's regular. There are a lot of things. There's a burn down. There's a list of things that need to happen every week. So getting the system set up in terms of graphically, like aesthetically, website, like figuring out how to work within iTunes, figuring out how like we're going to publish, how we're going to just like figuring out the list of shit that needed to happen every week to get it to the level we wanted was a big effort. So months once, long, dozens of episodes. Yeah, man. I mean, we it took a while. Once we got there, I feel like where it's any and then where it kind of evolved to within that like middle range is like uh, Google Doc. I mean, let's get granular because I think it deserves it. Google Doc of a production document of like uh, guest topic when they're a- episode number. On. Yeah, yeah. When are we recording? When's it airing? What's the topic? When's it airing? And we kind of get, I mean, like any system you work within it, you get loose. You kind of like, you know, you don't get too constrictive, I think, for most things, depending on if you're, if you're in the military, maybe there are some of the systems that you should be <laughs> adhering to. Right. But okay. So that is like helped us stay organized on that. We have a Google drive document or a folder that is like synced, I think locally now for at least you and I, right? Yep. Yeah. Which is huge, honestly, because I don't ever have to go download an episode. That's a huge thing. Like that it saves me a lot of energy every week. You know, the fact that our system works is huge. Okay. So there's that within the within each episode, which has, you know, six, for example, this episode will probably 66, 66, (laughs) 66 hyphen hostful, maybe in, uh, in, in parentheses, I would put the topic or something, but whatever within that folder, we would maybe have a draft and then we would have a final both mp3s we oh maybe we'd have an intro yep which pat would integrate mm-hmm. we would have a, a google doc that we're copying over from every episode that contains the episode description the yep. title you know all of this sort of metadata sponsor yeah sponsor any of that info. edits a list and, of and edits. then just a list of show notes edits like which is a big deal every week and something we can call back on it's a useful document and then our social for every week so it's like I feel like a good system pre- almost prevents, in a weird way, like erroneous communication between parties. That's the the goal, right? Yeah, like let's both put it on here, and then we don't have to put it between us. We never have to communicate. Honestly, like if we were ser- if we were like gung ho about this, we could never talk almost, and it would, especially if we set alerts for like when docs were up up uh, dated. But dude, that that I think that is like a truly fucking dope system. That we don't use any sort of uh, project management system. We just have Google Drive, Google Docs, and we're just like, dude, it's just fire every week, man. We're just moving, you know. It's become very streamlined, which I in a good way, and in, not, and, oh, and not in way. a shitty way. Yeah, yeah. Because and, now we don't have to worry about that shit. So you just worry about making besides that great. Google Calendar, which you talked about earlier. I I send you a hold when we have a guest booked for a specific time. We set an hour and fifteen minutes, and like the things I ask for every single time are. What's your Skype username? Can you send? Because that was something I didn't do a while ago. Was like send. I would ask after the episode, "Hey, could you send me photos that we could use for art?" And then it's like, "Oh shit, they're not responding. They're not responding." And now we gotta we're screwed. Put, yeah, right? yeah. But Let's, if you make it sound preemptive to the episode, then they'll just do it. Yeah, we get it every single time before the episode. 
<laughs> or like if if we have to, then we say it on you know while we're on the exactly. call. Yeah. So I just I feel like setting up a system that is got a general sense of organization and is like designed to learn. You know, I feel, I feel like it's mathematicians adaptive. and economics folks so smart. They're so smart. The you smartest. Know? And, and where creativity can truly fucking thrive is like in the spaces between within the system. So, okay, yeah. So then, I, I email somebody, yeah, do you want to be on the show? Here are the times we record. Here are the dates. I feel like in general, this is a good rule of thumb for scheduling anything with anyone. Suggest a fucking time. Oh, oh my God. God. We don't, There's yeah. nothing worse than like somebody leaving an open-ended oh, recommendation. I mean, like, we, re- we actually can't get into this I'm again. I'm pretty because... free the next couple of weeks. <laughs> yes. Sorry, sorry. No, sorry, I mean, this I both of our pet me, but No, not at all. Systems are like a dangerous topic for me. Oh, I know. If we, you you right. can, get, you right, can right, really right, get going. Right, right. And with good reason. So eventually we have a recording. That part, you, you can imagine the rest. Basically, we have a great hour together with the guest, or sometimes a mediocre hour. Depends. And then we send it off. Pat, this is where you come in. This is where I come in. It's uploaded onto Google Drive, and I find that draft there, uh, which is a mix down of the, of the tracks that you guys have recorded into one file for me. And then I, I throw that into Adobe Audition and um, take the show notes that Vince has written up with any edits or uh, any sound effects that any Grant wants thrown in. Recently sound effects, yes. <laughs> yes, sorry, bro. <laughs> I was like, here, this is going to be a great idea. I can do it just this one time. Next episode, there's like five sound effects that I've got to throw in. Okay, and Pat, cue the elephants. <laughs> okay. yeah, so I'll be excited to see which ones of these you actually put in. But But I will say, systems allow for some experimentation. Absolutely. If it took you two and a half hours, I don't know actually how long does it take you to edit it and produce an episode normally? Uh, probably takes about two hours to go through yeah. an episode. So and, if it took you get... six hours, though, you would never bother with this like, yeah. extra well, stuff. And early on in the process, when I came on um, somewhere around episode 30, the system wasn't quite as, as set in stone, and it took me a little longer. First of all, the files were bigger. We were using yeah. like gigabytes worth Unnecessarily, of... Unnecessarily, right? I was right. Like uploading an MOV file. That was just dumb. Um, but the systems just weren't in place, and um, the system that I have now in Adobe Audition is I have I have that multi-track session that I just copy over every single time. Right. And it's, got, it's got the track processors on it, and I just have to tweak the settings a little bit every week where at the beginning, I didn't have those. I was playing around with different noise gates and different effects and everything like that, trying to make it trying to make it all work together and sound cohesive every week. Um, but now that that system, my, my personal editing system is in place, it only takes me a couple hours to go through the episode. And um, I find generally from the time you start recording to the time you start the episode, there's several minutes worth of just rambling that you guys do, and I, fi- I find a good 10-second clip in there and throw it at, at the beginning of the episode. Yes, our pre-roll. Yeah, which, is, which I mean, that's that's just, like, such a fun element. That's my favorite that, part that's of That's the most episode. fun, dude. I mean, like, especially because we've already experienced it, you know? But it's just, like, it's fun. Being able to hear it out of context and, like, knowing intrinsically that you thought it was funny just adds a layer to it. <laughs> but, dude, I mean, I feel like that is a good note even for systems. <sighs> of course, I have to tie it back, but... It's like once you create the system, then you can like work around, work within. I know I've said that, but I think of that even like comedically or or creatively. It's like 
then it's like that you oh so this is the constraint we have every week oh there's like you know a 20 second clip in this interlude now this allows you to like get fucking really creative and actually like find something interesting instead of like being in space and just like oh what do i do this week you know it's just like that's the i think that's what's been awesome about this fucking show bro is like we have uh we have a through line we have like a general thing we're doing and then we get to like mess around within it but yeah then as, couldn't agree more you, as like you said earlier you're raising the threshold every single time so that things that were a chore at the beginning are no longer a chore yeah those those just kind of come autom- automatically almost energy, right? right and then you can take what was that effort and put it into something else say sound effects totally i mean and of course where that then leads is fucking dope collaborators it's like oh, okay cool and but but i feel like that's where that's where i know we're so far deep into this and we're that's right to... this is gonna this is gonna be our last thoughts this is actually working out pretty good cool i i think like that's everybody's looking for the opportunity or opportunities like hire me let me do this thing i want to do this thing and they're they don't realize that they're not there because they're too hard to work with and no well that that's a blanket statement but the reality is the best stuff is comes from pretty seamless pretty natural organic collaboration and why is it natural why is it organic why does it feel good because both parties all parties have their systems in place because they're fucking professionals because they know their stuff they know their tools they know their and it just works you know because everybody involved is going to figure it out and not in like an overbearing like oh help like you know what i mean like, i'm going deep on this thing i mean that's kind of the nature of like trying to do multiple disciplines and things like you have to like Ugh. but when you know your thing when you're good at your thing when you have your system it's your personal systems in place everything stems from that man i swear to god dude everything stems all other systems stem from having a good strong personal system base if i'm organized on my stuff i know that i can start working within your organization whatever that is it becomes easier to acclimatize my own system to yours. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, it's at the very basis, it comes down to understanding how you work best and making sure that you allow yourself to do the most. Your lips were moving. Work. It sounded like you said self-awareness. It, the, I was trying to say it, and, and I just came couldn't exactly pronounce. Yeah, it was tough. And then... Um, but, I mean, I almost hate to do it, but we're like, we're already like, our system... Accounts for an hour and change of show. Right, but any good system is flexible and, <laughs> and allows for creativity True. within. Absolutely. And what a unique scenario where we have young Paddington. I know, I've screwed everything up. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, oh. you haven't yet. You haven't yet. <laughs> but I, do, I would like to give you a quick chance to yeah. maybe tie a bow on it, tell people how they can support you, because I'm not even sure well, I know that, how and I then, can support you. And then leave us with some last thoughts, yeah. like in terms of systems, because like... You have come into our system. We've evolved the system together. I mean, even just like, frankly, we never sit down. I'd be curious to hear. Well, that's, that's, I'll, I'll talk about this here in just a second, but that's what kind of makes our system so great. But um, how can, how can people support me? Um, just PayPal. <laughs> PayPal. Yeah, there we go. Uh, my bank account number. No, um, I think just, just have a conversation with me. I'm, I am totally a jack of all trades and I yeah. love to do, a ton of things. And so, I mean, 
Grant and I got connected because he threw out a random message on Twitter tweet, saying, yeah. I, I need an audio engineer for a shoot. It was like for Tuesday and I, video, I need yeah. this for Friday night. And I was like, sure, let me do it. Like Thursday. Yeah. So, so find me on Twitter. You at, psycho. <laughs> at, at Pat Lager or, um, you know, Instagram, whatever. Yeah. Just, just get in touch and, and talk to me about, even if you don't have an opportunity, I just, I like to know what people are doing and yeah. if I can help out, I'll let you know. Um, that's, <laughs> you that's, will. I mean, dude, <laughs> thank you. That was huge. Yeah, that was awesome. That was yeah. If you haven't seen that video, I'm sure we'll we'll show that tip. Oh, absolutely. That's uh yeah. Did that then that video has begotten me many other opportunities and was like super dope. That was an it? awesome project. That's fun, yeah. <laughs> well done, sir. Thank you, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> um, and then my final thought on this whole systems thing is, um, a good system allows you to step outside of the system. I think, um, especially within like an organization or like a corporate agency type system, it allows you to step outside the system and let somebody else come in and do your, not, not specifically your role, but take on some of the things you were doing and fit into that system mm -hmm. and l allow you personally to grow, to evolve, to learn something else. Um, and I think I'm, I'm so drawn to that because I like, doing everything yeah i mean if, if i could you know video audio web whatever it is you know I, I like to do it all and so within each of those disciplines finding out finding a system that works so that if somebody needs to come in whether it's cover for me while i'm on vacation or come in and do that job for me so i can move on and you know oversee more things or whatever it is just creating that that quality system that's I hate to say repeatability is the goal because right. that, that just makes it sound like modular, but yeah, but you know, something, something that allows you to, to a certain extent, at least copy and paste. Dude. I mean, that's, that's the thing. This is totally what we we're talking about with, with artistry, with the stuff is like people get so caught up in the, like the mechanical nature of the system. Like, Oh, it's just overtaking everything. It's just like the internet, it's just like anything. It's just like, no, no, no. I think a true maestro understands the system, sees the system for what it is, and understands like the modular nature of it and oh, can throw, like, go beyond it. To throw back to Seth Godin, linchpin being a, an integral part of the system doesn't yeah. mean you have to stay that same part yeah. the whole time. It doesn't mean you're going to wreck it if you leave. Right. Yeah. Dude, I mean, linchpin, fucking... Right. Be a linchpin. Exactly. Why not? Why not be integral? Why not be awesome? I really think, dude, yeah, that that's the thing. That I think that's even what I was getting at when I was saying like, yeah, like f question everything. I, I just feel like we need more people to like actually stand up, raise their hand, get out of line. If they're doing it, you know, at least somewhat correctly, I think it's okay to fuck it up a little bit and be like, okay, well, that's just, you know, there's a... <laughs> there's a reason that uh you know the bank account number goes into the thing right it's a, you know, it's a pretty dry <laughs> right 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 but still question it you know always question why. <laughs> always have a level of curiosity and skepticism but why the tagline of ten thousand hours no our tagline is different and i would take a quick chance to thank pat not only for being here today it was really fun but for all the work that you do every week you're great we couldn't do it without you. I know a lot of people say that about a lot of things, but it's really true. We <laughs> couldn't lies. have a show without you, Pat. So thank you. Thanks for joining us. And as a you're welcome, maybe you can sign us off with our customary. Oh, I would be honored.
And also, just a quick request before you do that. It'd be dope if you could kind of like remix that into sort of a reverby, uh, layered version of like, shippa, 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 shippa. you know what I mean? Just sort of like into the, I mean, I, what I loved it, that you did recently was you kind of had the, you had the, the music, the shipping music playing as you, as the guest was ramping up. That was pretty cool. It that was, was a that good was plus good. up. Yeah. yeah, no, that was great. But it'd be dope if you could just sort of, it's your own voice. So, I mean, it should be easy. You just kind of integrate that in and just ramp it up. Or if you don't want to, then just don't. Don't you know how audio editors think? I hate hearing my own voice. <laughs> so uh, if yeah. I have to edit my own voice, I would much rather edit my own voice out than listen to my well, own voice over and over would, and over that'd again. That would be a nightmare episode. Then, just like, <laughs> we're just like, yo, Pat, wha, what do you think? Silence for 10 minutes. And crickets. Um, <laughs> all right, so maybe compromise and just give it to us straight then. Ship it. Okay.